Hello guys, this is Pastor Stephen. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. I pray that today's message will encourage, inspire, and empower you to follow Jesus like never before. God bless you as you listen to the Word. Are you ready to receive God's Word, mga kapatid? Sige po. Hallelujah. We're gonna talk about one of the most familiar stories in all of Scripture. Just interesting to me, na familiar to, pero it, it was only written in the book of Luke. One of the most familiar stories, na kahit hindi po Christian ay alam, narinig na, and I will try my best to unpack, and I will try my best to break it down to you, so that the Word of God will minister right into your homes. Are you ready, church? Amen. Let's open up our Bibles to Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. Luke 10, 25 to 37. Mahaba-haba. So kung hindi ka nakapagbasa ng one week, makakahabol ka sa Bible reading plan. Luke 10, 25 to 37. Welcome wherever you are. Let me know in the chat. Baka mapansin ko, ma-shout out ko kayo kung saan man ho kayong parte ng mundo ngayon. I want to show our global family that we are literally global, mga kapatid. Coming from all over the world. And because of this Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, we're able to gather online. Luke 10, 25. Hi, Christian. Hi Marivic, hi Rosana, hi Estelita, hi sa inyo po lahat. Luke 10, 25 to 37. I'm just buying time kasi iba hindi makita yung Luke kung nasaan. So Luke chapter 10. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. You can tell him in a good mood, right? Luke 10, 25. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him a question. Teacher, what should I do? What should I do? To inherit eternal life. What should I do to inherit eternal What should Marilu from Singapore will do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And the man answered, Well, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Jesus told him, Do this, and you will live. And the man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story, A Jewish man traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Everybody say compassion. compassion. So yung priest, hindi pinansin, yung volunteer ng church, hindi pinansin, yung Levite. And now the Samaritan felt compassion for him. Verse 34, Going over to him, the Samaritan suited his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey, Mercedes-Benz at that time, BMW at that time, and took him to an inn, Manila Hotel, where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I'm here. Now, Jesus said, which of these three 
would you say was a neighbor to a man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. And the man replied, well, the one who showed him mercy. And then Jesus said, yes, now go on and do the same. Now go on and do the same. I want to talk to you about on the subject, the good Samaritan. Capital T-H-E, the good Samaritan. Please be seated. Are you ready, church? This is a beautiful story. As I've said, mga kapatid, ang parable of the Good Samaritan is one of the most famous passages in all of Scripture. And this parable started from a question. Sabi ng Bible, may isang lawyer, expert of the law, tinawag siyang lawyer kasi expert siya sa rabbinical law, expert siya sa Jewish law, at yung expert sa law, which we call lawyer now, itong lawyer na ito, itong religious expert na ito, ay nagtanong sa ating Panginoong Yesus. Ang kanyang tanong sa ating Panginoon, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Nasa verse 25. What should I do to inherit eternal life? In fact, si Billy Graham may message then about this parable of the Good Samaritan and pinakinggan ko yung message ni Billy Graham at sinabi ni Billy Graham na itong question na ito that what should I do to inherit eternal life was asked 17 times nung si Jesus ay nabubuhay pa here on earth. He was asked so many times because people are curious because they wanted to be saved. So ang tanong ng lawyer na ito, ano ba ang pwede kong gawin para ma-inherit ko ang eternal life? Para magkamit ako ng buhay na walang hanggan? Napakasimple lang ng sagot ng ating Panginoong Yesus kasi sabi niya, eh ikaw, ano ba sa tingin mo ang dapat gawin? Eh, sabi ng Ng, ng expert of the law. Well, ang alam ko, kailangan mo mahalin ang Diyos at kailangan mo mahalin ang kapwa mo. So, very simple lang. Love your God and love your neighbor. Sabi nyo nga, love your God and love your neighbor. Pero, sinabi ni Jesus ito because Jesus wanted him to be informed that if you really want to inherit eternal life by your doing, you have to perfectly love your God and you have to perfectly love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, Keep the, keep, the, keep the law and keep it perfect. Kailangan perfecto. Which made me realize, mga kapatid, that yes, the law is important, commandment is important, but the law cannot cleanse you. It may convict you, but the law cannot cleanse you. Maling-mali na kagad yung kanyang tanong eh. Kasi ang kanyang tanong, what shall I do to inherit? Lahat ng inheritance, walang doing yan. Kaya ka may inheritance because of being. Kaya ka may inheritance, kaya ka may pamana, hindi dahil may ginawa ka para sa magulang mo, kundi ikaw ay naging anak ng magulang. Hindi na niyo mga kapatid. Basta ikaw ay anak, automatic may inheritance. So I would like to to be clear and bold right there mga kapatid to, command, to, to encourage all of you to stop inheriting eternal life by doing. You cannot inherit the eternal life by doing something, instead, trust that Jesus paid the penalty of your sin. Trust that Jesus has paid the penalty that you deserve. Now, we cannot serve, we cannot love God as we should kung walang life na ibinigay muna ang ating Panginoon sa bawat isa sa atin. But because Jesus gave His Son, His only Son, the Son that He loved for each one of us, now we can say, I can love God. Now we can say, I can serve God because of the life that we have received. So, 
this lawyer tested Jesus. He asked a question to test Jesus. So, I find it interesting that somebody will test Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As if hindi papasa si Jesus. But, I found out, mga kapatid, na itong lawyer na ito na nag-test kay Jesus doesn't really mean evil. Wala siyang gustong ipahiya, so to speak, ang ating Panginoon. Ang sinasabi ng maraming Bible scholar, it, it is a sincere question. It is a sincere, kumbaga seeker siya, naghahanap siya ng kasagutan. Kaya nga sabi ni Jesus, okay, I, 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 think, I, I think siguro nakita ni Jesus na sincere ang taong ito. Kaya sabi niya, okay, this is what you're going to do. You want to inherit eternal life? Well, love your God and love your neighbor. Mahalin mo ang Diyos ng buong puso, buong kaluluwa, buong pag-iisip, buong lakas. Pero siyempre, kailangan mahalin mo rin ang kapwa mo na gaya ng pagmamahal mo sa iyong sarili. Now, this puzzled the lawyer now. Kasi bilang lawyer, bilang expert of the law, hindi niya lang kabisado ang law, sinusubukan nilang sundin ang batas. At hindi lang 10 commandments, hindi lang 2 commandments, kundi 630 commandments. 13 commandments. Dami! Kaya nga siguro napuzzled itong expert of the law kasi siguro sinasabi niya, well, God, I'm trying to love God with all my heart and I'm trying to love my neighbor as much as possible. I wanna do that. Pero nagtanong siya, well, sino ba ang aking neighbor? Kasi kung gusto ko talagang masunod ang utos ng Diyos, kailangan ko malaman kung sino talaga ang dapat kong mahalin. Kasi nga, di ba, ang sabi ng scripture, kung sinasabi mong mahal mo ang Diyos pero hindi mo mahal ang kapwa mo, nagsisinungaling ka. Kasi paano mong minamahal ang Diyos na hindi mo naikita pero yung taong naikita mo ay hindi mo kayang mahalin? Kumbaga, itong expert of the law, he knew the what, but he wants to know who. Alam ko yung utos, pero hindi ko alam kung sino. Kasi kung alam ko kung sino, siguro nakikita ko yung isip niya. Na siguro iniisip niya, kasi kung alam ko kung sino yung mamahalin ko, alam ko kung sino yung iiwasan ko. <laughs> alam ko kung sino yung hindi ko mamahalin. Kasi kung sinasabi na, ng, ng, ng utos na kailangan ko mahalin ang kapwa ko, ang neighbor ko, ang tanong, sino ang neighbor ko? Kasi para malaman ko kung sino ang dapat kong iwasan. And then Jesus, being a wise God obviously, instead of asking or instead of answering directly, si Jesus ay nagbigay ng isang parable. Now, ang parable po is a earthly story na may heavenly meaning. At yung parable ay nag-start ng sabi niya, there is a man na nagta-travel mula Jericho o mula Jerusalem pababa ng Jericho. Ano sabi ng scripture, habang siya'y nagbabiyahe mula Jerusalem pababa ng Jericho, may mga bandido, may mga holdupper, may mga mapagsamantala na tinake advantage yung kanyang pag-iisa Hinold up siya, ninakawan siya, they took everything he has, they beat him unmercifully, sinaktan siya, pinahirapan siya, at iniwan siyang half dead. Ibig sabihin, buhay pa, pero naghihingalo na. Now, an interesting side note lang, na sabi ng scripture, this man is going down, say down, going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, kasi pag talagang pababa ka, <laughs> going down, eh talagang may mga ginagawa si Satan to disrupt you. At lalo ka pang patayin. So, hinold up, ninakawan, iniwang half dead. Ano sabi ng scripture, by chance, all of a sudden, may isang priest, may isang pastor, gawin na lang natin relatable sa born again. May isang pastor na dumaan, ano sabi ng scripture, he came along, probably meron siyang appointment, 
He came along, but instead of helping, he avoided that man and walked away. In case you still miss the story. May isang lalaking bumaba mula Jerusalem, papuntang Jericho, hinold up, iniwang halos patay na, may dumaang isang pastor, imbis na tulungan ng pastor, iniwasan ng pastor, na ang description ng scripture, he went on the opposite side, talagang kailangan niyang iwasan. Which made me reminded, mga kapatid, that sometimes in our life, ang pangangailangan is so obvious. The need is so obvious, but minsan, we walked away because we don't want to help. Siguro kung may 911 na at that time, pwedeng sabihin ng pastor, itawag ko, kasi ngayon, ganun na lang yung tulong eh. Itawag mo sa 999, okay na, bahala na sila dyan. Siguro kung may 911 na at that time, pwedeng sabihin siguro ng pastor na ito, okay, tawag ko lang sa 911, tapos na ang aking trabaho. Pero ang sabi ng scripture, he refused because he has an excuse. Kasi madalas tayo mga kapatid, kaya hindi tayo makapag-extend ng help, ng love, ng mercy sa ibang tao because we have excuses. We have our own reasonings. And when you refuse to help, most of the time you have an excuse. Siguro ang excuse ng pastor, well, kung hindi nyo po alam, yung road kasi from Jerusalem to Jericho is a dangerous road. It was a dark road. Kilala ito sa lugar na laging may holdapan. Laging may, may kilala ba kayong ganyan lugar? Okay. Meron yan, na kahit may, may lugar na kilala talaga na huwag kang dadaan dyan, delikado, huwag kang dadaan dyan, siguro ano, isara mo yung bintana mo, okay? Uh, ilagay mo yung bag mo sa harap mo, remember that? Because kilala, okay? Merong reputation, ang lugar na ito na madilim, at siguro kaya hindi, I'm just uh, stating my theory here, siguro kaya hindi tumulong si pastor, kasi naisip niya mapanganib dito, what if trapto? What if nilagay lang to pero ako ang susunod na hold up in? Or probably ang kanyang second excuse is siguro sinabi niya, well, buhay pa ba ito? Kumikilos pa ba ito? E bilang pastor, bawal kaming humawak ng mga patay. Kasi when we touch the dead, we will be unclean. So meron siyang dilemma. Anong pipiliin ko? Purity or pity? Anong pipiliin ko? Maaawa ba ako sa kanya? O isi-save ko yung aking reputation at pagiging clean? Or probably itong pastor na ito, I was thinking, siguro kaya siya nagbabiyay, may appointment siya. Meron siya kakatagpuin. Probably, he was going to a synagogue sa isang church. And siguro sabi ng pastor, may appointment ako. Busy-busy ako ngayon. And instead of helping, dahil nga masyado siyang busy, he went away and refused to help. Sabi ng scripture, pagkatapos ng contestant number one, <laughs> pagkatapos ng pastor, may isang dumaan na church volunteer. Temple assistant. Tignan mo yung katabi mong church volunteer. Kaway-kaway sa lahat ng church volunteer. Ang sabi ng scripture, yung pastor umiwas tumulong, yung temple assistant, yung Levite, yung worship leader, ang sabi ng scripture, dumaan din, he saw that man, but again, he refused to help as well. Rather than helping, he avoided too, and he walked away. Ibig sabihin, the need is obvious, but they chose to walk away. Halatang may pangangailangan, halatang kailangan tulungan, church volunteer, pastor, nag-work sa simbahan, ini-expect na dapat tutulong, but instead of helping, they walk away. Siguro sinabi rin ng volunteer, may practice pa kami. Siguro sinabi ng volunteer, may appointment pa kami sa church. Now, interesting, may mga tao talagang expert in going to church, but miss being the church. 
Kasi it's possible, mga kapatid, that we are going to church, but we are not being the church. There is a big difference between going to church and being the church. We are not called by God to go to church. We are called by God to be the church. Both of these contestant, contestant number one and contestant number two, both the pastors and the religious leaders or, or volunteer in church, both of them are religious officials. Taong simbahan, but they did nothing. Now, let me just emphasize to you the weight of what they did. By nationality, dahil sa kanilang pagiging Jew, they are obligated to help that guy. Kababayan nila yan. And by their profession, they are obligated as well to help it. Pero kahit na meron silang nationality obligation, at kahit meron silang profession obligation, they refuse to help the guy. Both of them looked past the need and they avoided to help. And here comes contestant number three. Now look at the irony here. Jesus, when he was telling the story, don't, get, don't, don't forget, he was answering a question. Ang tanong ng lawyer is, who is my neighbor? At nagkwento si Jesus ng parable. And that people na nakapaligid kay Jesus, the crowd at that time na nakikinig kay Jesus, was shocked. Because Jesus told them the biggest plus twi- plot twist ever. <laughs> because they expected their pastor to help. They expected the church volunteer to go to I am Richie. Hmm. But they refused to help. And here comes the biggest plus plot twist ever. Jesus shook them by saying, that the man who helped that guy was not their pastor, not the church volunteer, but the Samaritan. Now, you don't understand what's so special about the Samaritans. First things first, ang Samaritan po ay matinding kaaway ng mga Jews. Put that in the chat. Samaritan, Samaritan. Ang mga Jews at ang mga Samaritan, they despised each other. Religiously and racially. Dahil sa kanilang lahi, bawal kaming makipag-usap sa mga Samaritan. Ang mga Jews hindi kinakausap ang Samaritan. At ang Samaritan hindi kinakausap ang Jew. Because of their race. Lahi. Pero ang mga Jews hindi rin kinakausap ang Samaritan because of their religious belief. Mga kulto yung mga taong yan. Mga pagano yung mga taong yan. Hindi natin sila dapat kausapin. In other words, para sa mata ng mga audience ni Jesus at that time, para sa mga ta- mata ng mga Jewish people, ang Samaritan, ang most hated nila. Pinakaayaw nila, they despise this guy, at ang kanilang galit sa kanila ay generation deep. From generation to generation. And I heard a, a, a uh, pastor na nagsasabi, up to this day, they are trying to avoid each other. Ganun sila kagalit sa isa't isa. Na may nabasa akong isang komentary na sabi doon that the Jews and the Samaritan hated each other to the point that they cannot find a common denominator between them. Just think about that. Come on, somebody. Kahit kaaway mo, you can always find a common denominator, right? Si Robin, kahit kaaway ko, siya pareho kami ng kulay ng buhok. Common denominator. Kami ni buhok. Hindi kami pareho ng buhok, obviously. <laughs> 
<laughs> pero ano, pareho kaming pogi. That's a common, may mas pogi lang, pero may, we, you can always find a common denominator between a friend or an enemy. Hindi ko maintindihan sa sobrang galit nila, wala na sila makitang common denominator. Ganun sila kagalit sa isa't isa. Kaya nga ako naniniwala mga kapatid na nung kinukwento ni Jesus ito, tumataas ang kilay ng ibang mga religious leaders sa data. Tumataas ang kilay na ibang sasabi nila, what? Pastor, 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 parang pinahiyakan ito ni Jesus, oh. Hindi nyo rin tinulungan. Mga volunteer. Pastor, hindi ba pinagmuka ni Jesus na masama naman itong mga mga religious leaders? Kasi grabe, oh. Hindi si- to, to be fair, Jesus didn't make them look bad. In fact, Jesus used them as an illustration not because they were bad. Jesus used them as an illustration because they were the best of the best. Nang kanilang lahi. Pero ang sinasabi ni Jesus, even your best cannot help this guy. Even your best candidate, hindi huminto at nagbigay ng tulong sa taong ito. Ang priest, ang pastor, kasama itong hinol, magkakababayan itong mga to. But instead of helping each other, they ignore each other. Now I realize kung bakit ito ang ginamit ni Jesus na illustration. Kasi ang sabi ng expert of the law sa verse 25 again, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Sabi ni Jesus, yeah, sa tingin mo ano ba? Well, love God, love your neighbor. And sabi ng, ng expert of the law, who is my neighbor? So, yung unang tanong niya is, what shall I do? Ang next question niya, who? So, from do to who? From doing to being. I wanna know. Kasi ako, expert of law, ako, ginagawa ko ang lahat para mahalin ang kapwa ako. Pero, sino ba ang kapwa ko? Ito mga Jewish people? Because ginawa ko na yan. Pero huwag mo sasabihin kasama sa neighbor ko yung Samaritan. Mag-aaway tayo. Kasi hindi ko sila kinukonsider na neighbor. I consider them an enemy. Alam niyo kung bakit mga kapatid, ang mga Jewish people, they were taught to love their friends and hate their enemy. In fact, tingin nila, kapag ka sinasaktan nila at pinapatay nila ang kanilang kaaway, tingin nila, duty nila yan sa Diyos. Kaya nga even ngayon sa Middle East, people are killing people and thinking it was, it was a duty. Duty ko to para sa Diyos. Kaya gagawin ko kahit pumatay. Kasi basta kaaway ko, kahit patayin ko siya, okay lang. Ganun ang kanilang thinking, ganun ang kanilang nakasanayan, ganun ang katuruan na kanilang kinalakihan. Kaya nga si Jesus sinabi niya, well, the third contestant is a foreigner, somebody that you hate, people were shocked. Lahat sila, oh, really? Sabi ni Jesus, the pastor wasn't able to help him, but the Samaritan did. And I was thinking, is it possible for a pastor, for GSMNB Global Fam, to see the need but ignore the need? Kasi na-realize ko, bilang pastor ng church na ito, bilang papa ninyo, tatay, bilang tatay ng Gia Kamanaba Global Family, every single day, I heard a lot of needs Pengi advice, pengi pray, ang daming mga pinapag-pray. Ang prayer items natin everyday, nakakalunod. 
ang mga taong nagre-reach out sa atin nakakalunod, hindi ko po nila reklamo. Thank God for these people. Kasi ang global family ng Gia Kamanabal, lumalaki naman talaga. Pero is it possible ba, mga kapatid, that you are so used to the need? Masyado ka ng sanay na nakakarinig ng pangangailangan, sanay ka na na lagi nakakakita ng pangangailangan that that need became normal to you. And sometimes kapag sanay ka, you ignore it. Now, is it possible na ang pastor, ang mga church people, because they see the need every single day, they receive an email every single day, they receive a chat every single day about our link-up group reaching out to us, papray kami, papray kami, na ang reply na lang natin, praying with you. Well, in fact, we don't pray with them. Because we're so used to the need, so quiet in here, masyado tayong sanay sa need, ang need naging normal na sa atin. Now, I see now, it became clear to me now, what's the difference between contestants 1 and 2 sa contestant number 3? Probably, kaya yung dalawa, kahit pastor, kahit church volunteer, inignore nila because they use their eyes. Pero ang contestant number 3, he used his heart. It's very important, mga kapatid, lalo na tayo ay nasa church family, global family, that we don't just use our eyes to see the need, but we use our heart to see the need. Are you compassionate to those people who are in need? Because when a person is moved with compassion, kapag ang isang tao, alam niyo pag sinabi niyong compassion, yung parang yung hindi ka mapakali, narilinig mo pa lang yung story niya, hindi ka na makapagantay na makatulong because you felt that compassion. And when a person is filled with compassion, he will do beyond what is required of him. Kahit hindi hinihingi ng pagkakataon, ibinibigay niya. Because if you remember the story, itong Samaritan guy na ito, hindi niya lang binigyan ng first aid. Ang sabi ng Bible, binuhusan niya ng olive oil yung kanyang sugat. Binendahan niya, hindi natapos doon. Ang sabi ng scripture, dinala niya sa in, dinala niya sa parang so-called hospital, tambayan or whatsoever. Amen? Dinala niya ron, binantayan niya buong gabi. Hindi niya naman kaibigan to eh. Pero binantayan niya at kinabukasan, nagbigay siya ng pera sa cashier o sa, sa lobby, sa receptionist. Nagbigay siya ng pera sa receptionist at sabi niya, kung kulang pa yan, sa pagbabalik ko, babayaran ko. This is too much. Pero bakit too much? Kasi ang sabi ng Bible, when the Samaritan saw the guy, the half-dead guy, he was moved with compassion. When a person is moved with compassion, he will do what is required of him. Hindi nire-require ng pagkakataon, but because of his compassion, that compassion that is something, para may mali sa'yo na hindi ka mapakali, hindi ka makatulog hanggat hindi mo natutulungan yung isang tao. And that's exactly what this guy have felt. He had compassion. Say compassion, compassion, compassion. So in other words, tinulungan niya. In other words, binayaran niya yung para sa hospital bill beyond what is required of him. And then Jesus, <laughs> this is exciting, fasten your seatbelt. Then Jesus turned to the lawyer and said to him, Now, why your answer now? Which of these three is your neighbor? Kasi tinatanong mo kung sino neighbor mo eh. 
So yung pastor umiwas, yung Levite umiwas, yung Samaritan tumulong. Sino sa kanilang tatlo ang yung neighbor? Well, Jesus, well, siguro matas ang boses kasi pag, pag matas pinag-aralan, tumatas din boses mo eh. Malaki ba? Well, well, the one who showed mercy. Uh, sabi ni Jesus, well, you're right. Eh, eh, do that. And you will live. Go and do likewise. And when I was studying this, I keep asking myself, I want to thank you for this global family. I want to thank you for the church that I'm a part of. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of you guys. But every time that we see a need, we always ask the question, who is our neighbor? Now, sa panahon natin ngayon, is it possible for us to ask, who is my neighbor? Because Jesus said, love God, love your neighbor. So, pero sino bang neighbor ko? Yung ka-office mate ko? Best friend ko na mahal na mahal ko? <laughs> yung jowa ko? Illegal yun, pastor, pero love ko yun. Who is your neighbor? And watch this, watch this. I think that question is wrong. I say that humbly. I think it's wrong to ask who is my neighbor. The right question is, whom can I be a neighbor? Asking who is my neighbor, I believe is a wrong question. But the right question is, whom can I be a neighbor? Kasi basa sa definition ng ating Panginoong Jesus pagdating sa neighbor, yung neighbor na ito is not based on your nationality. That neighbor is based, yung pagiging neighbor is based on your need. So every person na may need, every person na may pangangailangan is your neighbor. So ibig sabihin, kahit hindi kayo magkakulay ng balat, kahit hindi kayo magkasama sa trabaho, kung yung tao ay may pangangailangan, neighbor mo yan. Siguro na surprise yung mga Jewish people, yung mga religious leader, kasi yung taong hinahangaan nila, sinasaluduan nilang pastor at church volunteer. Hindi ginawa yung ini-expect para sa kanila. Pero yung gumawa ng bagay na dapat ginawa ng hinahangaan nila, ay yung taong kinakamuhian nila. How did that happen? Bakit yung ini-expect kung tutulong, hindi yun ang tumulong? Bakit yung ini-expect ko na siya magpupunas ng sugat, hindi siya ang nagpunas? At kung sino pa yung kinakamuhian namin, Jesus, yung pa talaga ang gumawa. Kasi gustong ipaalala ng ating Panginoon, mga kapatid, sa bawat isa sa atin, walang limit ang pagiging neighbor natin sa ibang tao. Walang limit ang pagiging matulungin natin sa buhay ng ibang tao. Kasi si Jesus, nung dinify niya ito, in-emphasize niya, na ang limit ng pagiging neighbor ay wala sa panlabas na estado, wala sa panlabas na kaanyuan, but from within. Right. Yan bang tao na yan ay may need? Edi neighbor mo yan. Iba-iba man ang ating itsura. May common denominator pero iba pa rin. Bawat isa po sa atin ay unique. Unique ang iyong passion. Fashion, fashion, fashion. Unique ang iyong fashion. Unique ang iyong facial features. Pero pagdating sa kaluluwa, remember this. The soul has no color. Lahat po tayo ay anak ng Diyos. Lahat po tayo ay pinili ng Diyos. Lahat po tayo ay mahal ng Panginoon. So all of us needs to be a neighbor. Instead of asking sino ang aking kapwa, ask yourself, kanino ko pwedeng tumulong? Kanino ko pwedeng maging neighbor? So instead of asking who is your neighbor, Jesus explained to them what it looks like to be a neighbor to somebody. So it's not who is my neighbor, but how can I be a neighbor? 
So there's been a shift from who to how. So instead of asking, sino ba nangangailangan? Ang maganda siguro ng tanong, paano ko makakatulong? Kasi minsan pag tinitignan mo sa sino, si Robin, may trabaho yan ah. Mayaman na siguro yan, di na kailangan ng tulong. Kasi kapag kung sino lang ang tinitignan mo, minsan mahirap i-define. Pero kahit gano'ng kayaman ng isang tao, kapag tinanong mo, paano ko makakatulong, meron laging paraan para matulungan mo ang isang tao. Kasi ito ay regardless sa kanyang katayuan sa buhay, regardless sa kanyang trabaho, regardless sa kanyang katayuan. Because for God, relationship matters to Him. Relationship matter to God. Ang mga relasyon, gusto ng Diyos na pag-igtingin natin. Kaya nga laging pinipreach dito, di ba, about forgiveness. About letting it go. Because God wants to restore relationship. Kasi ang pagiging kristyano, hindi exclusivity. Para bang galing ka sa ibang pamilya, ngayong kristyan ka na, mayroon ka na, bala kayo sa pamilya nyo, bala kami sa pamilya namin. No, no, no. Ang Christianity is about inclusive. Kailangan lahat sinasama natin. Pwede, kanino ko pwedeng tumulong? Hindi mo basta ini-exclude ang sarili mo. Sabi ng scripture, we are the salt and the light of this world. Hindi sila aming salt and light of the Jews. We are the salt and the light of this world. And I hope and I pray that when you see a need, may your compassion compel you to take that action and say, I need to help that guy. Now the question is, how can I help? Kasi sabi ng scripture, mga kapatid, nung nakita ng Samaritan na lalaking ito na nakahandusay sa kalsada, half dead, halos patay, nagiingalo, nakahubad pa, wala nang ari-arian. Sabi ng scripture, sinakay niya sa kanyang BMW. And by the way, ang mga BMW at that time, one-seater lang. So kung sinakay niya sa kanyang donkey, wala na siyang sasakyan, naglakad siya. He took it further. Willing siyang maglakad para yung iba makasakay. Because that's what compassion will do sa buhay ng isang tao. Always remind yourself, mga kapatid, listen, the reason why we share this experience, the reason why we gather, ano mga kapatid, salamat sa Panginoon for Gia Kamanaba, na kahit maraming limitations, we continue to gather each other. Why? Para ba patabain ang ating mga spirito? No, it's more than that because we want to reach as many people as possible. We want to reach those half-dead people around the globe that God wants to use us as a Samaritan. The good one. Actually, pinababa na nga natin yung Nag-abot lang ng sukli. Wow, good Samaritan. Nilibre ka. Wow, what a good Samaritan. We always use that as a description of somebody or some, somebody na, na tumulong. But I believe that is more than a help, more than a pity. It's a compassion. Na ipinakita ng taong ito na willing siyang i-give up ang kanyang BMW, willing siyang i-give up ang kanyang oras kasi nag-overnight siya para bantayan yun. At kaya nga siya nagtatravel kasi may appointment siya. Ibig sabihin, kinansel niya yung appointment niya para sa taong ito. Because he felt that compassion in his heart. What I'm trying to say is this. This church will continue to reach as many people as possible because I, I want all of you to experience the compassion in our heart, the hearts that we are not just doing this for a show. Like when we mga volunteers and church staff natin dito, we are not building a business. We are advancing God's kingdom here. Amen? And when you advance God's kingdom, compassion is required. No, amen. We need compassion. Na iba-iba man ang ating ginagawa, iba-iba man ang ating what, pare-pareho ang ating why. 
Si Robin kanina nag-gitara. Si Andrew kanina nag-piano. Ako ngayon ay nagsasalita. Sila ngayon nag-amen sa akin. Very supportive. Hallelujah. We have people more than na nandito sa loob. Mas marami pa yung nasa behind the scenes helping us para magkaroon tayo ng magandang worship experience. Iba-iba ang ating what, pero pare-pareho tayo ng ating why. Anong purpose natin? Punoyin ng langit. Anong purpose natin? I-reach out ang mga lost. Anong purpose natin? Abutin ang mga half-dead. Kahit na zero appreciation, hindi nga siya naghanap ng social media at that time. Wala bang Facebook dito? Wala bang mag-post dito? Wismisan tayo, nag-donate lang tayo ng 20. Gusto natin ma-publicize kagat. Kasi gusto natin maging hero. Pero sa totoo lang mga kapatid, ang tunay na may compassion, mukhang zero, pero ang totoo hero. Meron mang, meron mang zero appreciation sa mata ng tao, pero siguradong may heroism sa pananaw ng ating Panginoon. Why? You are making a difference because of your sacrifice. Actually, this message, part of it, I preached last Wednesday sa sa Brigino General Hospital wherein because of your generosity because of I am Richie we were able to feed 70 frontliners na bigyan natin ng lunch bilang appreciation sa kanilang heroism about 30 people have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that day paano natin to nagawa bakit natin naaabot ang mga frontliners natin because I've been it's been boiling in my heart ever since. Sabi ko, how can we help the frontliners? Because I believe, hero sila sa ating paningin eh. Pero sa totoo lang, marami sa kanila zero appreciation. Sige, kasi sinasabi ng iba siguro, sa office lang naman ako nag-work, hindi naman ako talaga nag opera ng tao, security guard lang ako sa hospital, janitor lang ako sa hospital, pero sabi ko sa kanila that day nung Wednesday, zero appreciation man sa mata ng tao, pero sa mata ng Diyos, you have 100% heroism. Pero alam niyo kung sino pa ang hero dito? Of course, si Lord. Pero alam niyo kung sino pa dapat natin pagsalamatan? Yung global family natin. Napatuloy na nagtatapat sa pag-i-extend ng help at tulong para yung ibang tao ay maabot, mga kapatid. In fact, if I may share this to you, last Sunday, I shared to you that last March, we have broke our Tyson offering record. No, amen. But you know what? Because of your generosity, my friends, this April, we have broke another record. Another record. Amen? This is, this is history. We have collected and received more. I mean, I mean, nothing in the history of our church that we've ever received. Why? Because people are being faithful. Hindi pa lahat nag-tights niyan. Hindi pa lahat nagbigay. Pero, these people who have extended because they sacrificed a lot, we have able to reach them. And because of your generosity, we will continue to gather together. Because somebody else sacrificed, now we were able to reach as many people as possible. Kaya sabi ng Bible, di ba? Stand strong. Magpakatatag kayo. Always give yourself Devoted to the work of the Lord for your labor is not in vain. Kapag sa Lord mo ginawa, hindi mo yung ginagawa basta sa kapwa mo, kundi ginagawa mo sa Panginoon. 
So it's not, it's not a question of who can I help, but how can I help? So every time you ask, who is my neighbor? Kung sino yung susunod na nangangailangan yun ng ating neighbor? Sino ang neighbor natin next week sa ating I am Richie? Yung family ng nasunugan sa, sa Malabon. Yung family na nakatira sa sementeryo. Yun ang ating next neighbor. Kasi sila ang next na nangangailangan. It doesn't matter kung umatin sila si church o hindi. We are called to extend mercy even to those people na iba sa atin. Palapakan natin ang ating Panginoon. It doesn't matter kung ano kulay ng balat nila. It doesn't matter kung ano ang kanilang katayuan sa buhay. It doesn't matter kung ano laman ng bank account nila o may bank account ba sila. It doesn't matter kung may trabaho man sila o wala. The next neighbor is the next person who are in need. Sino ang mga taong nangangailangan sa paligid mo na nangangailangan ng Good Samaritan? Because you are called to extend mercy for those people. Even those who, those, those who don't dress like you, who don't think like you think, or do like you do, we are called to extend mercy to all of them. Pastor, neighbor nga, kapitbahay. Yun nga kasi mindset natin. Neighbor mo? Yeah. Bakit? Yun lang, dalawang bahay lang eh. Kapitbahay. Kasi ang thinking natin ng neighbor, may distance. Hindi mo sasabihin kapitbahay mo, taga-America, right? Right? Because we think na ang neighborhood is all about distance. No. Ang neighborhood is all about the need. Ang next neighbor is those person who are in need. Naglo close with this. Pastor, what if? What if? Ako you have dead. Because it's easy for us to say, be a good Samaritan to somebody. What if ako mismo, Pastor, gusto kong tumulong, pero ako mismo kailangan ko ng tulong. Ako gusto kong mag-encourage ng iba, pero ako mismo kailangan ko ng encouragement. Pagod na rin ako, Pastor. Grabe yung pressure. The need in my life is overwhelming. Kapagod na rin. Nakaka-stress. Stress na nga ako sa buhay. Stress pa ako sa bahay. Sa work, stress. Pag-uwi ng bahay, stress pa rin. Parang there is always a need to accomplish something. Parang may need need for speed. You know what I'm saying? Na kahit nagla-lunch na lang, nagtatrabaho pa. Make sure stress out and you want to accomplish anything. Yung kalendaryo mo, punong-puno, back to back. You're so busy, so tired, half dead. Which resulted to less focus, less engaged, less productive. You want to give something to others, but you need encouragement yourself. What shall, you, what shall I do? Pwede bang humiga na lang din, Pastor? Sa totoo lang, I cannot find rest anymore. I'm so tired. I'm so frustrated. I'm in need. Pastor, may needs din po ako. Gusto ko mang ipahiram yung BMW ko. Eh, wala nga akong BMW. Gusto ko mang bayarin yung hospital bill. Eh. Ako nga, hindi ko alam kung COVID ba tong lagnat ko ngayon. Pastor, I, 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 I understand what you say, pero ako din po, Pastor, may needs. People don't appreciate the pressure that I'm going through. 
Because I made it look so easy to them. Kala nila, dali-dali lang. Kasi I can multitask. I can do this, I can do this. I can, I can. And people are, I can sense that people are abusing me and people are taking for granted of me. Parang hindi na ako makapag-switch off. Lagi akong on duty. I am everybody's hero. Lagi na ako tinitignan na magbibigay ng surface. Ako lagi ang good Samaritan nila sa kanilang buhay. Pero pastor, dumarating din po yung pagkakataon na ako din po mismo yung nakahandusay doon at half dead. People are looking up to me. Pero in reality, pastor, ako din po mismo hindi ko po alam kung paano po ako makakasurvive sa buhay. People are expecting too much from me. They forgot nakalimutan nila, tao din po ako. Napapagod din po ako. Well, I can relate to you. Maybe, kaya sabihin ko sa'yo, how many times na, don't worry, I can relate to you. In reality, it doesn't give comfort, right? But allow me to say this to you. God cares for you. God knows how you feel. God loves you. God cares for you. Ang sarap maging good Samaritan. Pero sa totoo lang, we are not the good Samaritan. The good Samaritan is Jesus Christ Himself. That when you are half dead, half dead, physically alive, spiritually dead, half dead, that while you are hopeless, while you are a sinner, Christ demonstrated His love toward us that while we are hopeless and full of sin, He came down, down, down. He came down from heaven, gave His life for you. You are not the good Samaritan. Jesus is the good Samaritan. And that good Samaritan knows how you feel. He loves you. He cares for you. That's the beauty of the grace of God. That is the beauty of His grace. Kasi ako yung half-dead. Ako yung nakahandusay. Pinipilit kasi natin maging hero to somebody. Pero ang reality, the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't allow any one of us to be a hero because Jesus is the real hero here. Jesus is the real hero because He sacrificed His Son for you and for me. He sacrificed everything for you and for me. He gave His life for you and for me. You were half dead, but God rescued you. Somebody still kill and destroy you. Remember that? A thief, Matthew 10, 10, came to still kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and life that is abundant. Jesus is the real hero here. Jesus is the real good Samaritan here. We are that guy half dead. We are that guy who needs help. We are that guy na nangangailangan ng tulong. Sumisigaw from within, asking for help. I need help. And then Jesus came. Your groan reached the throne. Your prayers have been answered. Jesus heard your prayers. And Jesus said, I am the good Samaritan. Allow me to help you. Allow me to rescue you. Allow me to love you. Allow me to be the good Samaritan in your life. You don't have the ability to help yourself. You don't have the ability to pay for yourself. You don't have the ability to save yourself. But thank God Jesus came. He came down from heaven, 
Mula sa langit, bumaba siya para ipakita sa bawat isa sa atin. Kahit na walang mapapakinabangan dahil half-dead tayo, hopeless tayo, helpless tayo, sinners tayo. But Jesus came, the Good Samaritan came for you and for me. And I hope and I pray that the Good Samaritan will enable us to be a Good Samaritan to somebody. We're gonna help, we're gonna show God's love, we're gonna extend His mercy, we're gonna extend His grace because Jesus already gave His love for you. We love because He first loved us. We give because He first gave Himself to all of us. Always remember, you are not the hero here. Jesus is the real hero. You were once dead, but now you are found. You were once lost, but now you are found. You were once dead, but you are now alive. Thank you for the Good Samaritan. Thank you for your grace, Lord God. Father, we love you. We thank you for all the things that you have done. Maraming marami pong salamat, Father God, for you know how we feel. Maraming marami pong salamat that you care for us. Maraming marami pong salamat that you care for our family. My friends, allow me to encourage you right now. Unlike the priest, unlike the pastor, the volunteer, they saw you, but they didn't help you. Because even religion or religious officers cannot help you in times of that need. But Jesus, the good Samaritan, came. Jesus already saw us even before we had the ability to see. Jesus cares for you. Jesus gave His life for you. And Jesus is inviting you right now to rest in Him and say, Lord, I need your grace. Lord, I need your mercy. Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, I am that half dead. Hindi ako makasigaw, but I need your help. Hindi ako makapagsalita, but I need your help. Hindi ako makapag-type, but I need your help. I cannot speak. I cannot express myself, but I need your help. And thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. Ni-rescue niya tayo sa hukay na kinalalagyan natin. At salamat dahil sa grasya ng ating Panginoon, wala pong hukay na sobrang lalim na hindi ka kayang iaon ng Panginoon at walang distansyang sobrang layo na hindi ka kayang abutin ng ating Panginoon. Just open up your hearts to Jesus. Give your life to Him. And I believe that His grace will reach us down. Save us. Comfort us. And be with us. Father God, we love you. We care for you. Thank you that you care for us. Salamat, Panginoon, that as we cast our cares before you, you commanded us, Lord God, to rest in you. I-remind mo kami lagi, Panginoon, of your goodness and faithfulness. You're amazing. You're wonderful. And all glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, Amen. Everybody say, Thank you so much for listening all the way through. If this has been a blessing to you, I want to personally encourage you to give financially to support this ministry. Go to our website, gsamnb.com give and help us continue doing what we are doing. Always remember, sama-sama nating punuin ang langit and let's fight for our family.